If you want to know how to create like the grades, let's break it down. I'm Ross Simmons, the host of Create Like the Greats and the CEO of Foundation, one of the top content marketing firms in the world, working with some of the biggest names in software as our clients. I spend a lot of my time doing research, but not just any research, research that helps me understand what works and what doesn't. <laughs> I know that's profound. It isn't, but let me dive deeper into what I mean here. I really do love to experiment. I love to tinker. I love to toy around with new technologies, with new tools, but more than anything, I also love to just observe. I love to observe how people are operating in different channels. I love to study the behaviors of the past to see how they might show up in the future. I love to just study the data companies, organizations, and learn from their strategies and campaigns so I can help my clients, but also myself, get shortcuts to success, whatever that might look like. I also love to do my own research. I love to create content that shares that research with the, the masses on Foundation's blog. If you haven't checked out Foundation's blog, I strongly recommend you check it out. We'll include a link in the show notes. And you'll find that a lot of our blog posts dive deep into the stories and the things that go into organizations. I love to do this type of research. I love to break down all of the different things going on. I love to take a scientific approach to testing new ideas with A-B tests and strategies, all of that. So you might be wondering, okay, Ross, we get it, we get it. You like all that geeky stuff. Where are you going with this? Today's episode, which is part of a segment that I call journal entries, I want to share with you some snippets, snippets that I've curated from internal and external research and how you can hopefully use this information to grow your brand, grow your career. And I'll be sharing these clips and I hope that they will be valuable to you. In many ways, I'm going to take a whole bunch of different video assets that I've created over the years, take the audio tracks and I'm going to throw them into the mix here. And my hope is that you will be able to find some insights that you can apply in your career, in your life. And if you've been enjoying the show, please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let's get into it. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention, and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today. The first one we're going to jump into is one of the most popular marketing campaigns in the world. One that has a little bit of controversy behind it as well, because the person who came up with this idea is no longer at. Um, Spotify. They're actually doing their own thing, I believe now. But when uh, they first launched this initiative, I believe that individual was an intern or something. And there's a ton of people online suggesting that this person didn't get the dividends and the pay that they deserved after coming up with what is arguably one of the most successful viral marketing campaigns 
that this company has ever done, Spotify. It leads to millions of people listening to their platform, sharing their platform, and it has a bit of a, a bit of a chaos around it on the internet right now. If you uh, dive in a little bit, but what campaign am I talking about? I'm talking about Spotify Wrapped. Let's get to it. There is one campaign that every single year takes off like a rocket on social media that every marketer, every creator needs to take inspiration from. It is Spotify's Wrapped campaign. What is it? It's essentially a personalized experience at the end of every year where Spotify tells you all of the songs that you listen to the most, all of the best podcasts that you consumed, the ones that you played time and time again, and yes, that song that reminds you of your ex that you just couldn't stop listening to. This campaign gets millions millions of shares, millions of impressions, and ultimately attracts millions of people to consume and learn about the Spotify platform and all of the different songs, podcasts, stations, audiobooks, etc. that they offer. This campaign is rooted in two key concepts. One, personalization. If a brand tells you and gives you the ability to better understand things about yourself, you're going to feel more engaged with that brand. Two, it gives you the ability to actually feel like this is information information that is worth sharing with the world because it helps you define yourself to others. And that is one of the key reasons why things go viral on the internet. So Spotify's rap campaign is one that you should study, embrace, and learn from. Now, this is just one example of a great marketing strategy. There's a lot of marketing strategies out there that I think are brilliant. Another that I think is top of the list is a deep deep mental twist that I think is going to surprise a few folks and how they took a geography and made it their name and how it allowed them to become a staple in the cupboards and fridges of many around the globe. You know, branding is everything. Have you ever heard of Philadelphia cream cheese? Did you know that Philadelphia cream cheese isn't even made in Philadelphia? It turns out that it was actually created, the company HQ is out of New York. And they just happened to say that it was Philadelphia cream cheese because everyone knew that Philly had great dairy. They had a great dairy industry. So they use that branding, they use that positioning to go to the market and you fast forward now and it's pretty much a staple. When you think of cream cheese, you think of Philadelphia cream cheese. All right, so huge, huge Philly fan. No matter what you think about Philadelphia cheese, cream cheese, um, go Eagles. I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Showed it to anybody listening from Philly. Um, I want to take you back into time a little bit with this one. I want to take you back into time to a time when I was a young little little marketer. I wasn't even a marketer back then, but I was a young little creator. I was building board games and stuff like that in my parents' basement. And I can remember going to my grandparents often and getting a simple treat, a simple treat that at the time I didn't realize might have been connected to a marketing scheme. Let's jump into it. So growing up, I can remember pretty much every single day I would go see my grandparents. They would give me a Werther's candy. This was a strategic decision played by Werther's way back in the day. They ran this campaign where they were speaking directly to people with gray hair. If you were over 60 back in the 90s, they had ads talking about how Werther's was an amazing candy to give your grandkids and it was a great way to connect with them. This is a brilliant strategy. Think about it. All right, so you're 60 years old. You're giving your grandkids sugar, which is addictive. So they're loving it and they're tasting the Werther's. Sometimes they're choking on it because it was kind of a smooth candy that can easily go down your throat. But that's besides the point. At the end of the Day. They're marketing it to these kids through their grandparents. So every time you show up, your grandparents are giving you these Werther's and you're eating them, eating them, eating them. And then you get older and what do you like? 
you like the Werther's because now it's nostalgic. It takes you back into your childhood when your grandparents used to give it to you. And what does that create? It creates lifetime value. It creates a lifetime value where this kid who is eight, 10, nine, 12, whatever, who was getting Werther's still loves them today when they're 30, 40, 50, or 60. All right, now another one that I wanna share with you folks is pretty fascinating. This is one that I find very interesting. It's, it's surrounding something that a lot of people do. A lot of people, when they uh, make that decision to say, I do, it starts with a simple idea, a simple idea that is actually rooted deeply in the wonderful world of marketing. Let's jump into that one as well. So thousands of dollars get spent pretty much every single day on engagement rings and stuff like that. But I wanna take you back in the time, back to about 1925. You see, back then, there was no ridiculous amount of cost being assigned to engagement rings. In fact, prior to World War II, only 10% of engagement rings actually included diamonds, but there's this company called De Beers. And what they did was a brilliant marketing campaign where they essentially started to tell the world two things. One, diamonds are forever. And two, they started to tell people in their message that if you spend two months salary on a ring, then you are showing your commitment, you are showing your love to someone, and that is why you should invest so much money into a diamond. Back in the day, early on, like diamonds didn't even matter. But after these campaigns, after these ads, everyone started to drop hundreds of thousands of dollars even on diamond rings for their partner that they want to engage with. This is how marketing works. People come up with these ideas, they come up with stories, they come up with slogans, they put them in your face and you ultimately get influenced. And then you fast forward a few decades later and diamond rings are a staple in the most engagements across the world. All right, so those are just a few simple campaigns that over the years have had a major impact on people, brands, cultures, the, the decisions that we make on a day-to-day -day basis. And this happens on the regular basis, right? Like this isn't something that um, is rare. Across many different topics, across many different industries, there's instances where marketing and communications has had a lasting impact on people. And I think that to me is one of the most fascinating parts about this industry and in this space is the ability to create a piece of content, to tell a story, to come up with a slogan, um, to come up with an idea that ultimately influences people for years to come. You can look no further than things like just do it right? Like that slogan from Nike inspires people every single day. Think different from Apple. As soon as I say that, you might be thinking of a certain ad campaign that they ran over the years and how that kind of connected with so many people to say, I need to use a MacBook if I'm going to be an innovator, if I'm going to be a creator, if I'm going to try to fundamentally change the world in my industry, I need to use a Mac. And the results were significant, right? When you have these stories, when you have these messages, and you can back them up with a great product, of course, you have the ability to create a gap, to create a gap between you and the others in the market. And when you can create that gap between you and the others in the market, you're able to continue to thrive as a business. A lot of people think, okay, but Ross, I don't have the budgets of Nike and Apple. You don't need to. The world has gotten smaller the ability to reach the people around you has gotten easier. Now all you really need is a social media account on one channel where you know your audience is spending time, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, you name it. These people who you're trying to connect with are likely on one of these channels. Now what you need to think about is how you can be consistently telling a story that's going to do one of four things. 
It's either going to educate them, it's going to engage them, it's going to entertain them, or it's going to empower them. These are what I call the four E's. And if you can create content that falls into these four E's, and you can throw into the mix one consistent message, one consistent story that you ultimately align with as a brand, then that is going to connect as an idea in the brains of the people that you're trying to sell to. And as long as you back it up with the service or the product that you deliver, it has the potential to fundamentally change the way that you do business. So I'll leave you with that. I'll leave you with those campaigns and the impact that they have had on so many people around the globe. And I'll leave you with one simple piece of advice. Embrace the four E's, tell your story frequently, and make sure that you do it on the internet. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Create Like the Greats, and I will see you on the internet. If you want to know how to create like the greats, let's break it down.